Welcome to Cruising Through Cinema. Here are your hosts, Dennis and Dyer. Thanks, Tom, and I'm Dennis. And thank you, Tom, for the quiet introduction, and I'm Dyer. Yes, and this is Cruising Through Cinema, the show where we go through Tom Math Power... Thomas Cruise... Thomas Math Power Cruise the Fourth. Thomas Math Power Cruise the Fourth's filmography in chronological order every other week. This week's episode is about something that you can't handle. And what would that be? A few good men. A few good men. The 1992 film directed by Rob Reiner, Rob Reiner, starring Tom Cruise and written by Aaron Sorkin. Uh, so not only does it star Tom Cruise, but it's got Demi Moore, Demi Moore it, Kevin Bacon, Jack Nicholson, Keith Cuba Gooding Jr. So I do have a question. Um, Kevin Pollock, right? Who's a comedian and been a bunch of stuff. Yes. So one of the movies we'll be covering here in four weeks or so. Isn't Kevin Pollock in um, um, that show? He's in a show, right? He's been in some stuff, yeah. He, I'm trying to... I. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Uh, yeah, you had a point. And yeah, so you. we're covering this in not next week, but four weeks from now, or two episodes from now. Jerry Maguire, right? Um, right. I thought that I had... Because I knew that Cuba Gooding Jr., for somehow, I knew that he was in this movie, or I had seen it. But as the movie went on, I thought I had Mandela affected myself that Cuba Mm -hmm. wasn't in this movie because I thought of the movie Men of Honor or whatever. That's a very similar premise as well. Um, Okay. And then in Jerry Maguire, there's a scene that we'll discuss that I said, oh, okay, Cuba was. And then when I saw Cuba finally, I was like, okay, whew. Man, I didn't Mandela myself. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. He's in this. Yes, he's in this. He's got a very small role. But he is, in fact, in it. To win it. Actually, no, he's just a witness. Talking about um, Code Reds. Mount Dew? Good old... What? No, Code Red. You know, where you beat the crap out of fellow Marines. Oh, wasn't that the, wasn't one of the, oh, that was Omega Red. Omega Red was one of the bad guys in X-Men. Yes, but Co- that's the whole thing is that it's on yes, trials, whether it, or not Code Reds exists. I'm being tongue in cheek. No, you're not. You're being literal and I don't appreciate it. Oh, wait, that's me. Uh, yeah, so 1992, Tom Cruise. It's interesting because he seemed younger in this than he has in a couple of the more recent films we've watched. Gotta be the hair. It, maybe it's the hair, um, but he has just kind more of a, of it. just a, a general overview. Tom Cruise plays Lieutenant Daniel Caffey, Coffee Caffey, Caffey Caffey Caffey, yeah, Laffy Caffey. Um, no, and he he is a officer of the Navy, and he's an attorney. Um, what else do we know yeah. about him? His father was also a great attorney who passed away and so he's yeah. living in the shadow of his father and he yes and he there is a beating of a marine, marine. So, at Guantanamo Bay which this came out well before that became a charged political right 
space, Get which was kind of funny to see it mentioned in a film that has nothing to do with interrogating terrorists. Does Aaron Sorkin know the future? He might. Is and, he Matt Groening? Um, there was a no. He is not Matt Groening. Little known fact: Aaron Sorkin is not Matt Groening. No, okay. but Tom Tom Cruise is tasked with um, defending the two Marines that were accused of murdering and that were court martialed. Well, yeah, because the movie the movie opens and you see the code or the the Marine the get red. beat. Yeah, you see the code red event happen. Um, so real quick. Before we get into like the meat and potatoes of this, I had so we've seen Tom play an army uh, member, like an army cadet. We've seen mm-hmm. him play a naval officer in Top Gun, even though yes. he flew, and now he's been a naval officer in also, in the Jag unit. In the Jag unit, so. All we have left for him to cover is the Air Force and the Marines, and he's done every branch of the armed services. When was he the Army? I had a, a few good. They didn't. No, they didn't say for sh- explicitly, but I'm my head canon is that he was an Army cadet in Taps. Oh, he's clearly not. What do you mean, in Taps? And Taps isn't the Taps is the one about the um, military academy. Yeah. He's not a cadet. I mean, it's just a military academy. It doesn't make him a member of the army. Okay, but what well, was he? That blew my theory out was, of the water then. And yeah, he was a Marine and um, born on the 4th of July. We don't have Marine, Coast Guard. Right. We don't have Coast Guard either. Is Coast Guard really part of the armed forces? Yes. And we also don't have Space Force yet. But it's still <laughs> there's still a chance. Well, that's probably the newest Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible Space Force. <laughs> It could happen. I forgot he was a Marine in Born on the Fourth yeah. of July. So, but right, to be Marine, fair, when this correct? he is yeah. when this came out in 1992, the Space Force didn't exist. No, I, I'm not saying that it, he's. I'm just saying it's also, not out of the realm of possibility. This movie's 32 years old. How does that make you feel? Um, it feels good to know that I'm well and almost the age of being self-aware. <laughs> when this movie came out, we're almost to movies that I could have theoretically seen before. Um, Weren't you like f- four? I would have been three. Okay, I was. Provided I this was didn't five. come out in the very early weeks of January. Um, yeah. So we the movie opens right with the beating of the code red of the high school janitor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look it up, Adam Sandler. Look it up. The severe beating of a high school janitor. <laughs> this is the severe beating of a, of a um, Marine with uh, heart issues. And now well, the severe beating of a Marine with Marine heart with condition. Heart. Oh, God. Ah. Um, no, everyone was always giving him shit because he would fall behind on runs and he would get winded and all this. And yeah, he was making they the rest just, of the... He, yeah, everyone thought he was just being a pussy. Essentially, um, but really, he had an undiagnosed heart condition that we learn that when the medical examiner or the doctor takes the stand, that he intentionally like told him to rest 
for yes. five weeks or or five hours or whatever. This it was. movie, the courtroom. So this movie is basically two parts. You got the investigation and then the courtroom drama. Both are fantastic. Oh yeah, this movie yeah. had me on the. I I I, I was invested the from the go. Um, this movie Tom was Cruise superb. is so top top of his game in this film he's plays the this is like also quintessential tom you've got cocksure tom cruise with all kinds of swagger just uh all kinds of charm and, and then yeah the worst character is kind of meant to call him out on it a little side um, note we are in golden era tom cruise right now filmography yeah he yep. does a few good men he does v- Interview with the Vampire, Jerry Maguire, Top, and Mission Impossible, all within the firm, all in the same year. The same year? I mean, you mean this the, decade? The, the same <laughs> decade, yeah, that's what I meant. I've been, dealing with a, I've been dealing with a cold for two weeks, so yeah. my, my brain's not great. But the... Um... Yeah, my the movie. All you need to know is the movie. When you first see Tom Cruise, what is he doing, Dyer? He's hitting ground balls on the baseball yeah, field. He's more concerned with the like uh, work, playing the work Beth- softball league. Yeah, because they're playing Bethesda General and they want to beat him. Yes, and Tom is just hitting ground balls and hitting them to his fielders. He and is he's so cocky. The captain too. of the team. And okay, Easter egg. What there is a connection, so this is a Tom Cruiseverse um, connection other, here. Other than Cuba Gooding Jr. Well, yeah, that's an that's an obvious one. This is more subtle. Okay. Tom Cruise is wearing a baseball team's hat. What it's professional the Red baseball Sox. team? Okay. What other film does Tom Cruise predominantly wear Red Sox gear? Is it Night and Day? And no, specifically a hat. Is it Night and Day? It's not what I'm thinking of. Uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. No, War of the Worlds. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he gives his son crap because his son starts rooting for the Yankees. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so, this happens on the East Coast. I feel like I really, need to, add a, I really need to add to my soundboard um, the, the X-Files. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It, I mean, it essentially takes place in Maryland, right? Yeah. No, it's very much. Anna- Annapolis, Maryland. Yeah. Which is the home of the the naval base? The navy, the navy, or not the naval base, but the you know navy West Point. Yeah, West Point. Right? Yeah, the naval academy. All, yeah, all that jazz. All that jazz. All that jazz is in that whole area, the Virginia, Maryland. Did you feel like quadrant. maybe maybe with the exception of like two scenes, it rained the entire fucking time? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't notice that. It did rain a lot. You're right, because he does. There's that one scene where he comes back drunker than a skunk, and he's wearing his trench coat, and he's just it sloppy. Just, wet. It's soaked, and he just drops it on the floor. Okay, oh. I've also got another observation. So he's he's a, he's a kind of a cocky, uh, but sure of himself, like good looks, full of charm. That's how he gets. That's how, he basically is known for making plea deals. Like he's exactly. the master of the that's, plea deal, not that's what I was gonna lawyer. say. That's what I was gonna say. He's like, I've pleaded out, you know, I've saw, I've closed eleven cases before, you know, never, never gone to trial and everything like that. Yeah, I was getting ready to say he is he's cocky because he wants to plead it out and he never goes to. He's trial. basically just doing his time so then he can 
get on with his life is kind of the gist of it. Well, I think he wants um, to be a lawyer, but yeah, he's doing his four years in the in in the armed services. So once he's done, he can he can leave and you know be an attorney yeah. anywhere else. Which I'm surprised there wasn't more to do with his dad. There were like, it seemed like there was more story there that they had to like cut for time. Yeah, I'd be interested because, to see a director's cut of this like, to see like his if backstory. Like, what was the backstory there? Like, we didn't quite really get an explanation as to why he went into the military if he didn't really want to do it. Right. Or was he just running from the shadow of his dad's reputation? No, I think his dad was in the military, wasn't he? Because everyone knew his dad. But the the thing that they reference is the court case where his dad um, basically desegregated the schools. Which would have oh, been yeah. a civil Which matter, is, not a... That was Brown military. versus Board of Education. Yeah, so it was... Maybe his dad was in the military, left, and became a... like. Anyway. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it was just kind of a little muddy, like, what the dynamic was. That would have been interesting to know more of Lieutenant Daniel Caffey's backstory. Um, the other, okay, so <laughs> we, we do see a lot, lot, one of the main sets of this is Tom Cruise's, like, townhome apartment. Not sure exactly what it is, but his house. That's where right. they do a lot of their case prep. Yeah. Did you notice something on his TV? It's been a minute since I've watched. So, he had an original. He had an original NES. He had a Nintendo Entertainment oh. System, and, and there was a controller. All I wanted to know is what game was in his system. What game? Um, what ga- do you think it was something like like obvious, or was it like Baseball Stars, or was it Bad News Baseball, or top was gun. it? You think it's the Top Gun game? It's the Top I Gun like game. That. Or was it something really nerdy like Wall Street Kid? Um, uh, Paperboy. Paperboy? Um, was there an Ace, Ace, uh, Ace Attorney game or did that, that really wasn't until the DS. <laughs> uh, side, side note, here's a little in- glimpse into my world for the viewers. Um, I'm in between work at the moment and I've watched, not only have I watched, uh, a few good men. I went and watched The Firm. I went and watched Van- Interview with the Vampire. I watched Jerry Maguire. I watched Mission Impossible. So if I'm a little off on things, it's because all five, six of these movies are blending together. You watched them. You were tell. You were. T- I was getting texts from you, and you. I'm like, wait. I thought you just watched The Firm, and you're like, no, no, no. I've watched like five movies in two days. Yeah. Yeah. So you went on a Tom Cruise binge, which, I mean, jealous. But the good thing is, this is only our 15th episode, and we have like 40 more to go before we reach the end of his filmography. But he did, um, Tom Cruise, on his personal Twitter, did announce that he just made a giant deal to produce a bunch of more bunch more films with a production company. Like, his production company made a deal with... Yeah. Was it Paramount? Like, I think it was Paramount. Which makes sense, because... Paramount, like, you know, greenlit Top Gun, and Paramount's done the... Did you know, and we'll talk about it when we get there eventually, did you know J.J. Abrams did Mission Impossible 3? Like, directed it? Uh, no, it was with Warner Brothers. They, they, uh, oh, Warner Brothers, that's right. That's right. The Bruce original and franchise theatrical films. And did you know that, like, J.J. Abrams did, like, quote-unquote the trilogy, or Bad Robot, did the trilogy for Ghost Protocol, uh, Mission Impossible Three, Ghost Protocol, and like Fallout? They yeah, did all three of those. Six. Yes, I did know that, which makes yeah. a lot of sense with how it's 
Hot shot. Yeah. How the tone? How the tone between that is much different than the John Woo, and then I honestly, who I couldn't even tell you who directed the first Mission Impossible. Can you tell me? Um, because I know J.J. Abrams directed I just, three. I just saw it, and one was directed by I don't even know. Is that? It's got to oh, be look. someone that's not obvious. No, no, it's not. Because, like, John Woo was, like, the guy at that time, which if you watch Mission Impossible 2 anytime recently, you'll realize how, like, of its time it is. Oh, it's very... John Woo. It's very 2000s. Brian De Palma. Okay, I've heard of John, Brian De Palma, but I couldn't tell you from what, and maybe it's just because I've heard his name in association with that. He is known hey. for... Snake Eyes, The Untouchables, Body Double, and Dress to Kill. Uh, he did Scarface. Okay. So Scarface. Carlito's Way. Carlito's Way. Wise Guys. The Untouchables. Not, like I would call him like a B tier director. Carlito's Way, Mission Impossible, Snake Eyes. He's, Mission a, he's of a B tier. He's he's, he's he's known, but he's not like super ultra. Like, how do you know? Yeah. Direct that. That makes me feel a little bit better about not knowing that. Um, but yes, yeah. back to a few good men. Yeah. What would you say was the biggest shock to you? Because I, this, if I'm correct, this was a film you had never seen before. Uh, it was. You are correct. It has is a movie I've never seen, with the exception of the beginning scene where they're all like working as a team because they showed that every Thursday before our football games uh, to get us hyped up. Not, they didn't show that scene every Thursday, but they showed a scene like that. Um, and then obviously I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Yes. Um, I didn't know. I, I, I had not seen this film either. So yeah, that, I, I, that was the only thing I could have told you about this film was that I had no idea the dynamic between Tom and Jack Nicholson, I would have thought it was good. That was yeah. really good. The dynamic was amazing. Jack Nicholson is barely looked in this movie. He looked 125 in 1992. He was barely in this. Like he was in it for maybe 20 minutes on screen. Well, yeah, yeah. When the, so when they first go down to Gitmo, right, to talk and figure out what was going on for the investig. Oh, did you feel like the right hand man for Jack Nicholson? Look like a older, fatter James Spader. Yes. Okay. I, the whole time I'm like, who is he? And then I realized I don't know who he is. He just looks a lot like other people. He looks like you James Spader. <laughs> yeah. That that's that must have been what it was. Because I even thought, like, is that James Spader at some point? Yeah. Um, I was like, and then, spoiler alert, he uh, eats a bullet. <laughs> yeah. Which I did not see coming. I didn't see that coming either. Um. Yeah, Le- J.T. Walsh was the actor, I believe. Um, so, yeah, he's there for a little bit, right? And he goes, I knew your dad. How is he? And then he goes, well, he's he's dead, you know. Um, so, you know, they're on that for a little bit. And then, so they go through this whole pursuit trial, right? And they want to figure out what happened. Kevin Bacon, who is the prosecutor, and then... Tom Cruise teams. Tom's the defense attorney. Kevin Bacon's the prosecutor. Is it the other way around? I think no, it's the Tom, other way around. Tom's, Tom's defense and the prosecuting is Kevin. 
Bacon. Right. Jack Ross. They're, Captain Jack Ross. They're buddies. Also, yeah, that was they, a good dynamic. Kevin Bacon's haircut in that is just stupid '90s military. The flat uh, top, totally. Yes. Um, so they're buddies, right? Even though you know, so even Jack tells Dan, he's like, "Listen, you can't go through with this. Your plan to put Nicholson's, you know." character on the stand is gonna backfire on you you're gonna lose you're gonna be like the marines are gonna get killed anyway like they're gonna go to prison you can't do it he's like nope i'm gonna put him on the stand i want to figure out then he obviously you know gets pissed drunk talks it over with his team he's like i want him on the stand i'm gonna go after him kevin pollock's character demi moore's character says do not go after him because he won't, he's not going to admit that he ordered the code red, and then you're going to sink your career, and you're going to be arrested. And but he, so, but he's like, screw, it. he's like, screw it, I'm going for it anyway. And he so does they start, it in the most amazing they, fashion. They start yelling back and forth at each other, and the judge is like, "Hey, no, one more word out of you, Caffey, and I'm going to hold you in content." And he's like, "What do you?" He goes, he goes "Where are you going with this?" Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. No, no. no. He says the judge says oh. that to him. Like, and he, get, he goes, "I." He goes, "I want the truth." You can't handle goes, the truth. Barks back. You can't handle the truth. And they still keep going back and forth with it. And then Tom goes, "Did you order the code red?" And he goes, "You're goddamn right, I did." Yes. Um, and then like at that point in time, everybody's like, "Oh shit!" Like, then he gets arrested. I mean, because previously, the doctor said, you know, Tom had talked to the doctor and he said, or Dan, I keep, and I'm just going to say Tom. Tom had talked to the doctor and he said, hey, if he had an undiagnosed heart condition, could that cause, essentially it was lactic acid that killed him, right? Lactic yes. buildup. He's like, if he had a heart condition that was undiagnosed and the body produces lactic acid, could, it was lactic ketosis or something like that. He's like, could that kill him and causes, he goes, well, yes, it could. He goes, all right, no further questions. So he yeah, gets basically Nick he Tom. The, the thing he's trying to balance is he thinks he can get Jack Nicholson, aka uh, Colonel Nathan Jepson, uh, Jessup. He he's got him. He thinks he's got him dead to rights if he can admit that he ordered the code red. the The hard thing is he's got to weigh that against the lives of the Marines because they are going to be. In a world of hurt, if Tom Cruise doesn't get them off with that yeah. boy, because yeah, if he Tom, has so many opportunities, they basically get him like time dishon- served. Yeah, time served and dishonorable discharge, yes. essentially. Because Kevin Bacon is trying to make a deal. Which I learned, if you're dishonorable discharge, you cannot account for that time on your resume. So, like, if you leave to go, if you leave the military to go work. And you have a four-year gap, and you were dishonorable discharge. You cannot count that time that you were in the military towards like a job application or something like that. And obviously, there's some you don't get your pension, some other things like that. I think, but like probably not. But if you, but if you're honorably discharged, you can get your pension, and you can and all the other stuff. So, which is which was interesting. Um. So yeah, he gets him to admit it. Uh, but the, and like his team thinks they've got this. They think they've got these Marines. 
you know, with time served, they're going to be, they're going to be able to go back to the being a Marines. Cause the one, let's be honest. The one Marine was, was a, as dumb as a box of rocks. No, he was basically, uh, all these from Hoosiers. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? What's that mean? What's that mean? Um, yeah. how, would, how so, would you be, I don't understand how you can become a Marine and not know what it means to be a dishonorably discharged. Yeah. Marines back in the yeah, day. The one guy didn't, the one guy didn't have any clue that, that they were like in trouble. Like he was, just right, he, he's just following orders. That was the whole thing. Yes, Dan's defense team was just like they were just following orders. We need to figure out who ordered them to do it. You know, if it was Kiefer Sutherland's character, which it wasn't. Well, it was. Jessup gave yeah. the order, and Kiefer Sutherland lied under oath. Right there, he said I ex- gave him explicit permission or explicit instructions not to harm uh, Gutierrez. I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, it was. They it, well, and they also had proof that they had falsified flight records yes. and all this stuff, and that it was a impossibility. And they're like, they were basically one of the ways he was able to convince Tom Cruise was able to convince Jack Nicholson to get pissed off was the whole like. So you're telling me he knew he was getting out. He didn't call a single soul. It didn't pack a single thing. Right. Yeah, you were coming for forty-eight hours, and you called your sister. You, and packed, you called your sister, made plans, packed, packed different a change of clothes. Yeah, and this, he had done none of that three hours he, before his flight was scheduled. He was begging for a transfer. He was finally getting this transfer, and his footlocker was still packed at one o'clock in the morning when his flight, you know, left at left at six o'clock in the morning. You're saying, and he goes, "Yes." He goes. But like you said, you were you were leaving. You're coming in for forty eight hours, and you've called your sister. You've called your buddy. You packed three chains of clothes and everything like that. So you expected this marine yeah, to wake the way, up. The way Tom portrays an attorney in this is just gripping. It was so good. Like I yeah. would want to. I, w- I would. I would love to see a series of these films where he continues to be a lawyer and just salt. Like, like this could be an awesome serial serialized television show. <laughs> We're just him just ripping. Did I, did I tell other... you they made they made a firm like TV series on and it's on Amazon Prime. It's I obviously... kind of. It's obviously it's not, not Tom Cruise. It's not Tom Cruise, but it's Mitch McDear. It's his character from there, How played by. That... J- but that, pay, the way that pay, ends, he basically like gets out of it and starts a new life. Well, according to the synopsis where I read on Amazon, he goes into witness. He goes into Witsec. So okay. he goes. So like he gets away, but he you know gives up information, goes into witness protection, still practices so as an attorney. But like <laughs> the people from the firm track him down, and apparently they make like a twenty episode season about it. Oh, interesting. Was this like three or four years ago? I'm guessing. I want to say it was even longer than that. No, like we're talking. Um, what was the big the big show that really put the Amazon Prime's first original exclusive? Oh, um, the like World War Two thing where if like Nazis won the war. What was oh, that the show? Man, the Man in the High Castle. Man, Man in the High Castle. Yeah. Um, it must have been around that time then. So this came out, the firm, the TV series, came out in 2012. Okay, and when was The Man in the High Castle? Look it up. See, I don't think it originally aired on... Um, let's see. 
The man in the high castle was 2015. So it, and that was okay. there's no way the firm. So the firm must have aired like on USA or something like that. Yeah. It feels like a USA show because I feel like the firm would have is a show that would have been played on USA on loop. Yeah. So it was 22 episodes. Um. Yeah, and it. This fits in. Don't worry, little listeners. Defense attorney Mitch McDeer is targeted for execution by the Chicago mob in retaliation for bringing down a profitable mob-operated Memphis law firm 10 years earlier. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I don't want to have any desire to watch it, but... <laughs> uh, I'm not going to... You couldn't pay me enough to watch it. No, I'm sure it's kind of hot it's garbage. Not, it's not Tom Cruise. Yes. Um. Okay, well... The Firm is our next film, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Um, a Few Good Men. Yes. It was a good film watched by men and women. It was superb. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Demi, we didn't talk much about Demi Moore. Demi Moore is excellent and gives Tom all kinds of grief and shit, and it's done well. She's kind of the catalyst to get him to snap out of his, his old kind of half-assed ways and right. prove that he's actually a good attorney. Um, but yeah, because, because he was basically appointed to the case because they thought he would just plea out. It was an exactly. inside job. Um, but yes, and I, Demi, Demi Moore's really, character wanted to be, she wanted to be like the lead attorney and they're like, no, you have no trial experience. Yeah. Neither did well, he though. It's true. But like, they, you know, yeah, that's all I got on that. Sorry. I did for <laughs> Lost my train of thought, and I'm too lazy to go back to it. That's fine. Um, I I just have one more thing that... Guys, rank my movies, please. Okay, okay. Tom. Okay, okay. We'll do it. We will do it. Um, so, A Few Good Men was our 15th film. Um, as we do every episode, we are going to rank them. Just a quick rundown, and it's going to be not as quick as it used to be, because like I said, we have 14. 14, and it will always be, as far as I can foresee for the near future, is Legend. 13 is Endless Love. That only highlights how bad Legend was. 12 is Outsiders. 11 is Taps. 10 is All the Right Moves. 9 is Losing It. 8 is The Color of Money. Wow, it's that low. 7 is Born on the 4th of July. 6 is Cocktail. 5 is Far and Away. 4 is Rain Man. 3 is Days of Thunder. 2 is Risky Business. And 1 is Top Mother Fudging Gun. Where are we going to slot A Few Good Men? I know where I'm putting it. Um, I'm, I'm going to... Okay, so it's definitely top 10. Yes. It's definitely I top five in my opinion. It's top five in my opinion too. I'm trying to figure out where. Is it top three? In my opinion it is. Okay, because I was gonna make a case for fourth. But oh. as I'm replaying it in my brain. I think it's the new number two. That's what I was going to say. I was going to slide it at number two. I'm going to go number two. Days of Thunder is fun. It's very paper thin. Risky Business does have some lulls, but you do get the... I mean, are we sure we want to put it above the pissed off pimp Guido? 
I mean, yeah. Guido, come on, Guido. Okay, so yeah, I can go with that. Uh, a Few Good Men is in the few films in the top three. It is number two, right below Top Gun. Which, Man. I mean, Top Gun's, <laughs> top gun top, is... top Gun's score, Top Gun's theme song alone is gonna, gives it like two extra points. Oh, yeah, but Days of Thunder has a kicking soundtrack too, though. Oh, for sure. Risky business, I'm trying to think. It's not really. It's very 80s. So here's a here's a little trivia for you uh, about Top Gun. Did you know that Kenny Loggins was not the first choice to record that? No, but who was? Let me guess who was. Give me a hint. <laughs> um, I believe it was the first fire truck in Chicago. That's the name of the band. <laughs> it's not going to help me. Who, who was Our, it? I think it was Ario Speedwagon. Hang on. Uh, I will tell you because I want to get this right because I heard it on the radio. Um, that is an interesting tidbit, if true. It's still interesting let's to see. ponder if false, but not, not as exciting. Oh, sorry. So Toto was approached and they said no. Oh, that's a mistake. Right? Corey Hart was approached and he said no. Wow. Brian too, Adams too busy, was approached. Too busy wearing and he said shades no. at night. I wear my sunglasses at night so I can top the gun. <laughs> um hang on, because I thought there was another You know one. who I could hear? Who who um what's the name of the band that sings higher? Um Damn Yankees? No. Hiya. Uh, is it Guns N' Roses? No. No. Who sings higher? No, not Creed. Not that one. Oh, okay. Is it higher ground? Am I thinking of... Not Steve... I think it's not Stevie Wonder. Someone covered the Stevie Wonder. Oh, higher ground. That's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. People keep on. Maybe it is that. uh, Maybe I don't know. Does not matter. Does not matter. Awesome soundtrack. Kenny Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins was the like the fourth choice to record it. His estate must make like. A million dollars a year just based on off the of royalties, gun, yeah. Off of royalties for Top Gun. Do you think when they called, like Toto says no, Brian Adams says no, Corey Hart says no, do you think they call Kenny and they say, Kenny, you were our first choice? Uh, no. Or do you th- just don't. think they went, hey, Kenny, we need you to We're sing. Looking for uh, someone to hit the can track. You, can you sing Danger Zone? Can you also sing a really, really homoerotic beach volleyball scene called Playing with the Boys? Playing with the boys. Playing with the boys. I mean, I like that song. I do too. I do too. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with playing with the boys. No. Sometimes you have to play with the boys. I mean... I we're essentially playing with the boys right now, or playing oh, yeah. with the boy, but that takes on a weird connotation. That made me just a it, little creeped out does. there when I said playing with the boy. You should probably. It tell also the sounds NSA. like a euphemism. You should probably tell the NSA or the FBI listening in that you're not a child predator. I, I am not playing with the boy. I Chris Hansen, 
you get a knock on your door and Chris Hansen shows up. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, next week so, is the firm, um, directed and starring. Uh, no, it's not directed by Tom Cruise. It is directed by Brian Cox. There you have it. No, it's directed by Sidney Pollock. Where do I know him from? It's based off of a John Grisham novel. Yeah, John Grisham movie is like a really good. Yeah, but Sidney Runaway Jury. Sidney Pollock, rest in peace. Do you know what else he's known for? No. <laughs> um, as a director, he's known for Tootsie and Out of Africa. Oh, also, Tootsie. He, there's a Tom Cruise connection. He has a role in the 1999 film Eyes Wide Shut. Mm. That'll be an interesting one if you've never seen it. I have never seen it. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> I can imagine. It's weird. Oh, so, so side note, you probably knew this kid. You probably didn't. Or maybe, I don't know if you did. No, because you didn't go to Lost Creek, did you? No, I did not. Okay, so you wouldn't have known him. But this kid uh, that I used to hang out with from like, I want to say fourth, fifth grade in that time frame. Uh, his parents, he was Mormon. Okay. Um, they didn't have cable. And now that I think about it, maybe it wasn't... They said it was because they wanted to control what their kids watched and everything like that. But knowing the high price of cable back in the day, or whatever, they probably just... Just Because they, they had a big projection screen, and they had, you know, you know, a DVD player or whatever, and they would have movie nights and theme nights and everything. And, like, one time they watched Merlin and, like, the BBC series, and, like, they were playing Eyes Wide Shut one time. Like, the dad and mom were watching it, and, like, they had to, like, stop it as the kids came over or something like that for, like, a sleepover. And I was just like, okay, all right. Like, I didn't see anything, of course. I just remember hearing it. I was just like, um, you know, he'd have sleepovers at his house and everything and watch I... movies. and <laughs> Interesting. Very interesting. Very well... interesting. The firm is going to be a nice firm movie to put it. Wait, on. wait, 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 wait. Before we before we end, we didn't talk about uh, tooth toothgate, eyebrowgate, or when oh. if he runs. Okay, um, toothgate didn't notice, but he does grin a lot, so probably there. Yeah. yeah, unibrow, not not even a hint. Right, they must have said, "Hey, get rid of it." No. He, he was the he was a charming military man, um, and then and he, running. He runs. He runs. When did he run? Um, I think he's chasing after Demi Moore's character in the rain. Yep, yep. He's chasing after. Yep, 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 yep. yep. He definitely man. runs in the rain. You want to hear? So the firm has peak Tom Cruise running. Peak. Oh no, there's there's like <laughs> if my memory serves me, there's 15 straight minutes of him running, jumping over boxes, I, I climbing so. up and down things. I may be getting it confused with the fugitive because there's also a scene where Harrison Ford does that in the fugitive. No, I think um, you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, the that, firm the firm does have an awesome run. Because it's like I a forgot. full-on scene of it. almost so, so I watched you know, Mission. Okay, the, so Mission Impossible three. The, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He's running that he one ru- too. You, <laughs> like just the, the, straight up and down, pumping just, the arms. No, he's just pumping. 
he is yeah, pumping yeah, down yeah, yeah, the yeah. Like, causeway. Yes, <laughs> but but I watch, in my mind. I watch the, in my mind, I will, I will, I will go to YouTube sometimes just to just watch to that. Tom Cruise running. But I uh, but that the, scene in my he, mind is like twenty minutes. It's like twenty seconds, if yeah. that, where he's like on the phone and telling people to move. Yes, um, but the scene in I Mission that, Impossible where he runs from the broken fish tank. Yes, where he even he even runs before that though, like when they're leaving the gal the gala. And like he's in the tux, and he just like he sees all of his team members, quote unquote, dying. Yes, I mean he just he's full tilt sprinting <laughs> no, in a tux he's and everything. Because we really haven't seen him haul ass in very many. Yet. We've seen he, him. The, I would say the most hauling ass was him racing um, in Days of Thunder at the end when they won. Yeah, I feel like his cardio is insane. Oh yeah, have you ever seen the making of the scene where he broke his ankle? Yes. Where he jumps and misses the jump off the roof. That was Mission Impossible just, 4, right? Yeah, and he just pushes through it. Yes. Yeah. Like he's jumping across rooftops. Because he actually does the stunts. He's just on a wire. Like, he's obviously right. not leaping across buildings. But he's actually on a wire doing the craziness. Yeah. But yeah, he yeah. breaks his... Is it his ankle or his shoulder? It no, he breaks it. it no, it's yeah. his, his ankle. Because he breaks yeah. it and, like, they leave it in the movie. Yeah, he just keeps, he just keeps going. Like he starts limping and then he goes off camera. They had to shut down like filming for like a four month. weeks, four yeah. to six weeks because of that. Yeah, and as someone to, who's to... broken an ankle, uh, yeah, it sucks. I've broken it, an ankle. You look at it and you go, oh, like you watch things and you go, oh fuck yeah, that hurt. You can feel it, like knee injuries, ankle injuries, yeah. broken bones. You're just like, oh, I can feel that. I know what he's going through. Oh God, yes. Yes. Uh, oh, we've got so much great Tom Cruise coming. We up. are peak era Tom Cruise. Um, I will give you a teaser for not the firm, but Interview with the Vampire. Okay. Okay. I've never seen this film. I tried to watch it once and fell asleep in like the first fifteen minutes. So it's more about you, the time I started watching it, not the film itself. I'll gi- I hope. I'll give you two. I'll give you two teasers. Tom Cruise, well, I'll give you two facts. Tom Cruise gets lead billing. He's not in it a lot. Not early, anyway. But it's very much a Brad Pitt show. Okay, see, I, I kind of don't remember that. Like I said, I it's, barely, I, I saw a taste of it. And it's better than I thought it was going to be and not as homoerotic. So, I think I've It told definitely has homoerotic aspects. But so, it's I not, think I've... T- I think I've told this story on the show before, but I once was in a Walmart and rummaging through, you know, the giant bins. They, I don't know if they still have it. The giant bins of DVDs. Oh, they do. Um, and this is a lo- This is probably 15 years ago, but I remember seeing interview with the vampire and I had no idea it existed. And in my mind, what the film was, was just this weird, like, fake documentary where it was Tom Cruise pretending to be a vampire and doing uh, like a sixty minutes interview. I would, I would pay so much to see that, <laughs> but that's not what it is. I, I know that now, but at the time, that was what my brain made up. Right, and I'm like, that sounds like crap. I need to see it, but it's not that. It's it's a different kind of weird. It's. And then they made a TV series on um, AMC about it, with pretty much the same premise, but, you know. Yeah, well, it's based on a series of 
Anne Rice novel. It's based on one novel. Well, th- she's got a series of novels. Oh. Okay. There's there's a series of vampire novels. Yeah. I believe. I don't know. I'm not an Anne Rice aficionado. I believe recently yeah. committed suicide. Really? I just thought I just thought she was old as hell. Maybe she just died. Sorry if she did not kill herself. Let me look Pretty this up sure real quick. What, yeah. Well, get, Anne Rice. She died two years ago, December or three years ago, December eleventh, twenty twenty one. Okay. She's an she's an American author of gothic fiction, erotic literature, and Christian literature. Yeah, that kind of uh, goes hand in hand with the book. She was best known for a series of novels, The Vampire Chronicles. How did she die? I'm getting there. I'm gonna get there first. Rice died from complications of a stroke at a hospital in Rancho Mirage, California, on December 11th, 2021, at the age of 80. Okay, so she did not commit suicide. No. Okay. My bad. Sorry, folks. <laughs> My bad. Dude, <laughs> Interview with the Vampire was written in 1976. The movie came out in, like, 1995. Yeah, I mean... The book was damn near 20 years old at that point. Yeah, but that's because vampires are timeless, and 20 years is like 20 minutes. Oh, boy. we get You get a lot of timeless in, this, in that, for sure, but that's... Yeah, I know it spans centuries. Okay, well, this yep. has been Cruising Through Cinema. I'm Dennis. And I'm Dyer.